The following program is being brought to you on the Seventh Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit SeventhWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with your host, Peter Tung. This program will provide the groundwork you need to advance your awareness and be involved in the approaching transformation in consciousness. Now, your host, Peter Tung. Hello and welcome to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation and I'm your host, Peter Tung. Thank you for joining us today. The intention in these episodes is to give you insights into how the planet is shifting in frequency and vibration to a new level of awareness and how you can be part of this grand awakening. And today I'm delighted to welcome to the show Corey Herter, who has had a 20-year phenomenal set of experiences since he was at the age of 10. And Corey, I'm really, really happy to have you on the show today. Welcome. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's such a pleasure to be here. So, Corey, perhaps you could actually start off by telling our listeners about what happened to you when you were 10. Uh, when I was 10, I got into a pretty serious car accident. And, uh, you know, that's actually, I had my first out-of-body experience then, and it, it wasn't anything really amazing. It was basically just coming up and out of my body, and I think it was more the the feeling and sensation of being free that was so powerful. And... Um, Two things resulted from this car accident. One, I lost all my memory from before the age of 10. Um, and my, uh, my short-term memory was only about three to five days, meaning that I could only recall information and, and my experiences within about a three to five-day period. After that, I couldn't recall it by myself. Um, if somebody brought it up, I could, re- I could remember it, but I couldn't actually bring it up by, by myself. So uh, the second thing that happened to me was, uh, was uh, as a result of this brain injury and memory loss, uh, my brain started uh, producing a, a compound known as DMT, or, or which is short for dimethyltryptamine. And dimethyltryptamine is actually a hallucinogenic uh, compound that's produced inside your pineal gland. So if you've ever heard of people having near-death experiences or out-of-body experiences, and uh, a lot of what people actually even re- relate to with like any type of extraterrestrial experiences or uh, even lucid dreaming at nighttime while you're sleeping, um, this is all a result of DMT being released inside your brain. And uh, with my experience, um, I used to have uh, this incredible, uh, almost like surge of this chemical release every five days for about five years. And they would send me into these near-death type of experiences that would last anywhere from four to 12 hours. Uh, the longest one uh, was was the second last one, and that one lasted for uh, four days just in, the, in that peak energy alone. Um, and it took about two weeks to actually come back all the way. This must have been a very, very I mean, as a, as a young man of 10, uh, and obviously developing over the next uh, few years, it must have been a, a very confusing time for you. Um, 
Yeah, you know, and well, one of the things that I was given uh, was basically a person to help walk me through. So every time I went through this experience, I had uh, I had this amazing goddess. Um, her name was Dejora, and she basically she was my counselor. So she helped walk me through everything, what's going on in your life, how are you, you know, how are you adjusting, what's happening, and uh, so she kind of helped me help keep everything kind of stable in in my brain. And I don't think I'd be here if it wasn't for her. And so, what, how did? Can you explain how that communication works? So, this was obviously when you went through this experience. So, how did yeah. she appear to you, and how did you get the information? Um, well, the, these visions, which is what I usually call them, uh, happened in two ways. Sometimes um, my eyes would be open, and I'd physically like completely hallucinate. So, I'd see people walk up. They'd be in the walls. Um, towards the end of it, they actually came and walked. They'd be right standing in right in the middle of the room. They'd kind of like appear, and then they just fade back out. So it was like full out three, you know, like three dimensional hallucinations. But I could, I could feel them. They could, they could actually touch my skin, and I could, I could feel the sensations of them. Um, and the ones with my eyes closed, they were, they were pretty neat as well because there was no actual like physical construct that, that um, had to be used. Like it was just this open template of like total space. And so some of it was traveling to other worlds and talking to people who lived in other worlds and learning how their worlds functioned and operated. Um, other ones were, you know, just sightseeing, um, you know, throughout the universe or seeing an actual, like, galaxy spinning from out in space. Or, uh, you know, some of it was different periods of history uh, for planet Earth, which was, which was really interesting as well. So some of them were out actually up on, uh, up on ships looking down at planet Earth you know, it was, it was different every time. There was like there was never-ending things to actually see and, and to do um, in these states. Some of them were like um, I call them like virtual tours because it was, you know, I'd get like a tour through my body as as like a as a water molecule, and I'd go through my body and and it would show me like like virtual 3D like bright color and everything what was happening inside my body and teaching me about my whole digestive system. And uh, I got another example of that, you know, as a gas molecule through a car because I always kind of wondered what happened and how the how a car works. So I got like, the inside perspective of it. <laughs> wow. So, uh, so it must have been pretty challenging being back in our three-dimensional world as, as a, I guess, a teenager while all this was happening. Um, yeah, yet this place was definitely like, I mean, it ended up being hell because yeah. you just didn't want to be here. Um, my body actually was, was, had a lot of health problems. Um, you know, I used to have seizures continuously. You know, I fought with depression and suicide nonstop. Um, my memory problems made it really hard to function. A lot of my social, my social understanding on how to act and how to be in social situations wasn't there because part of that was wiped out with my personal memory. So there was, there was not a lot that I could really interact but at the same time, you know, I was uh, I was also kind of cold because that personal part of me was really wiped out. And my eyes, they saw systems. They didn't see, like, people talking, and they didn't see the storyline. I could, my brain would, and my eyes would watch systems and, like, predictable models um, for human behavior. So it was kind of like a, a whole psychology course. Um, but a lot of times I think I was so depressed and suicidal because I couldn't actually get into the world. You know, I couldn't get in here. And I couldn't interact with people the same way that they could. And I think that was kind of always my drive was to was to heal my brain and actually just get back to being just a regular kid. Um, 
I don't know. I don't know if that'll ever happen. To you. <laughs> so, so how how did you get beyond the, the the depression and the suicide? What what took you to a place of of, of being able to manage yourself on, in in our three D world? Um, well, at the end of the the sequence of visions, and there was there was over three hundred of them, and uh, I kind of went back and added them up, and there was there ended up being over a thousand Earth hours that I was actually in these states. Which is pretty, which is pretty incredible. Because if you hear about somebody's near-death experience, usually it's only two or three minutes. Um, but they'll tell you that it's timeless in there, and they couldn't tell you whether they were gone for years or seconds. You know, because because the way um, time works in these high-energy states. Um, but a thousand hours on the other side is, is pretty. It's pretty kind of intense. I don't know if I answered your question there. <laughs> that's okay. No, that's fine. Now, you, 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 while you've while you logged these, these incredible number of hours in these higher energy states, you were obviously given uh, a lot of information um, that, that would help us understand the, the bigger picture of what's all, all going on in the world here. Um, yeah. But you were also not allowed to share a lot of that information until recently. Um, yeah, okay, I, I remember your question now. <laughs> Sorry, I kind of I blacked out for a second there. That's okay. Um, the, uh, uh, I mean, the thing that ended up helping my brain get better was towards the end of these visions, um, they gave me actual technology to, to fix my brain and to stop these huge energy surges from happening. Um, and it was actually 14 years after my car accident. Um, using technology that I was given, I, I ended up getting all my memories back. And uh, a lot of the personal parts of myself started coming back, how to act, how to function, you know, in social settings. So I stopped being like a hermit. And, uh, you know, they still just kept training me, even though I didn't get my high energy visions. Um, I still got such a direct link um, to what's happening. So they kind of just, uh, they, they teach me and train me on, uh, on the changes that are happening in the world. Uh, how people's bodies are opening up, how this whole process of this spiritual evolution that we're going through is happening, um, and kind of teaching me about the world. And, yeah, I was never actually really allowed to talk about anything um, until, actually, uh, this thing happened on May 20th, 2010. And uh, from that point on, I'm, I'm kind of able to talk about um, anything that I was showing. There's really no restrictions anymore. So you no you no longer have restrictions. So so you were held in this sort of place of knowing things without being able to report on them for a number of years. Yeah, to talk about it, to share, and uh, and you know some of that was hard because I wanted to talk about a lot of the changes that are happening, and a lot of it wasn't wasn't good changes. A lot of it, you know, what people kind of refer to as conspiracy, but it's not really conspiracy. It's it's the planet being lost and in a state of chaos and starting to attack itself. And, um, you know, so a lot of this stuff and, and a lot of these end-time prophecies, too, with, like, um, you know, with, like, huge waves hitting land, you know, continents, uh, like, a, you know, uh, like coastlines falling off, you know, the continents, you know, really, um, really kind of chaotic turmoil, like, end of the end of the world 2012 stuff, you know, that I was shown in visions, and I really wasn't allowed to talk about any of it. So it's kind of something that I just had to keep inside. And now you do. Now you are able to talk about it. So uh, we're just coming up to our first break. So when we return, Corey, I'm going to ask you to actually give us uh, an insight into actually what is happening in, in the world today in terms of uh, the collapse and, and the rebuilding uh, of this new uh, and exciting spiritual world to come. Because I know uh, there, there's a lot of wonderful things that are about to take place. And so this is uh, Peter Tung for Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation. 
talking to Corey Herter and taking us to our first break. Um, and we'll look forward to hearing what Corey has to say on our return. Extraordinary. Seventh Wave Network. How do we walk our true spiritual path at a time when the Western world is fixated on material gain? More people are now recognizing the emptiness which comes with this limited approach to life. There is another way. Four years ago, Peter Tung left his position as a high school principal with 30 years experience in the education system and turned to his true calling of a metaphysical life. He now uses his experience and wisdom to provide solutions to personal and organizational challenges. Peter offers corporate workshops and seminars, public meditations, radio interviews, healing sessions, and community visits to bring awareness of the new paradigm, the awakening to conscious co-creation. Visit petertongue.com today to register for events and to purchase his transformative visualization meditation CDs. You can also download the meditation CDs as MP3s if you wish for listening on your computer or on the go. These are available now at petertongue.com. Being here with Ariel and Shia Kane is an ordinary person's guide to modern-day enlightenment. This show is an exciting exploration which opens the door to living in the moment. Don't miss being here. Tune in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 noon Eastern with Ariel and Shia Kane right here on the 7th Wave Network. The new home for visionary positive change. 7th Wave Network. Listening to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with Peter Tong. If you have a question for Peter or comment on this series, please send an email to descendingdove at gmail.com. That's descendingdove at gmail.com. Now back to our program. Welcome back to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with your host, Peter Tung. Uh, please do go to my website, www.petertung.com. I've just actually put out my uh, July newsletter, and you can access that there or sign up for it. And also, please go to uh, www.myheartcenteredjourney.com to look at our future Ambassadors of Light program coming up in August. I have with me today Corey Herter, who has had remarkable experiences traveling into the higher realms of consciousness to receive information about this current time on our planet. And Corey, I'd love you to continue by telling us what's, what's going on in our world at the moment. Um, well, one of the things that I was showing uh, was how the body functions and that there's two different operating systems for the human body. And, uh, you know, pretty much nobody is even aware that the second operating system exists, which is more of like a spiritual oneness. Uh, I mean, 
a lot more people now are waking up to the idea that there's a whole different way to live. Um, you know, and I, that's what we're moving into. But I want to talk about the first one, and it's an actual survival state um, that the human body goes in. So at the age of about two to three years old, your brain makes this calculation, um, which completely transforms your whole life forever. And calculation simply measures the amount of energy that you're utilizing throughout your day to go through your experiences and store as memory. Um, so that's like your, you know, your physical, your emotional, your mental, your spiritual memory um, of what happened in your different experiences throughout the day. Now, at nighttime, when we sleep, our body heals itself. And how it heals is by going through and clearing out these different brainwave states or different layers of memory that were stored during the daytime. Now, by about the age of two to three, your brain makes that calculation that says it's, you're using up more energy during the daytime than what you're freeing up at night. In other words, you're losing energy every single day. And because it's happened enough consistently every single night, um, the body realizes that it's going to die. And when it realizes it's going to die, it puts itself into a survival state. And the survival state is basically what starts turning the body into wanting to work like a machine. It wants repetition. It wants these repetitive loops. It doesn't like change. Um, and so it starts getting us into certain patterns that we kind of get stuck into. Now, in our brain, they're basically route, rooted through two different glands. One is the pineal gland, which is kind of like our spiritual self and who should typically be running the body and utilizing the body and, and using the body to create our passion, to create our dreams and make them into reality. Um, when we go into a survival state, uh, the pineal gland steps down and the hypothalamus, which is runs the body off basically like laws of chemistry uh, rather than laws of light like the pineal gland. So when the hypothalamus takes over, um, that's now that actual survival state. And so that's the operating system that we as a, as a human race are actually all stuck in. And when you start to understand that, what the body starts looking for is energy, and it wants more energy. It doesn't care really where it gets it from, and a lot of times it doesn't care how it gets it. Because when the body's in a survival mode, it needs that energy or it's going to die. And that kind of really opens up, you know, like more of a physiological concept for why our world is the way that it is, why there's such things as greed, um, why a lot of people in the whole world is kind of based off of, you know, living from our fears rather than our passions and our dreams. And it's all because of this actual survival state. And you can see that through us wanting to obtain more material wealth, um, you know, in relationships when we get into controlling dynamics with each other um, because we're trying to get what we need because we're, we're lacking it. So that's that's kind of the, the survival state. Now, when we as, as a race are in this survival state, we create our life and we create our society. We build, we build everything based off survival um, and based off conserving as much energy as possible. Our whole financial system is based off survival. There's never enough. We need more. We always need more. And, uh, you know, our media, everything in, in our world is basically a reflection of this state that we exist in um, inside of our own brain. And what our goal is, you know, as a human race is to figure out and understand how the body works, um, learn how to generate more energy from within, because a lot of people already know that we all have the answers, we all have the capability to heal ourselves, and the answers actually come from within. 
And when people say that, they're basically saying what we need to do is we need to go inside and we need to clear these memories, free up this energy. When we free up this energy, our body can heal itself naturally. And so when people talk about making a really big change in the world, the first place you have to make that change is inside of yourself first. You have to change the way that you see the world, and then afterwards you can start changing the way that you create your reality and, you know, what you build, how you contribute to life. And if you're going to work a repetitive 9-to-5 job that kind of destroys the planet and keeps it caught in a rut, or you're going to go out and figure out, you know, how to, you know, create projects that really benefit the whole planet. And that's kind of that waking up that all of us, that well, not all of us, but a lot of us are going through on the planet is our brain is switching operating systems. And it's opening up. That energy is coming in and, and we're changing inside and we can't help it. <laughs> it's just a process. Great news. So just, I'd love, love you to talk just a little bit about what you call the demigods because there's all the conspiracy theory about the way that the world is being run by the global elite and so on. And the way that, that I've heard you express that is really powerful and I think helps us to understand what, what is, again, really going on there. So could you just explain a bit about that for us? Yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. Um, our whole planet is actually run in this hypothalamus state and it isolates us. When we go into a survival state, we actually come out of a collective state and we lose our, we lose our access to the collective which is our family. It's our connection with the earth. It's our connection with space, other types of bodies and beings that exist out in space. Um, and we essentially isolate. So that's, that's a, a characteristic of the survival state. Now, um, the demigods are essentially like, you know, that would, that would basically be your council around the hypothalamus gland. You know, and, uh, what their objective is, what their purpose is, is to control our external reality, to take themselves up into that pure um, God state, because that's what we all really look for, is that God and goddesses. It's where our body's completely opened up. We're connected with the collective, running off the pineal gland, which is, which is the higher operating system. Um, the demigods, though, uh, look to run and connect and own um, people and a planet but own it through external forces rather than have that connection and become it through an internal force. Um, so the difference is, you know, with the pineal gland, yeah, that's where you actually have the real um, gods and goddesses. A lot of people call them ascended masters. Um, you know, they also call them Buddhas, and there's a lot of different names for them. And the, the hypothalamus, the highest level that you can ever go in that is an actual demigod where you're basically trying to own everything through external means. And that comes down from, uh, like, you know, manipulating financial systems to, you know, keeping the, the planet come down, keeping them uh, intoxicated through poisoning, you know, air, water, and food, um, you know, keeping their energies basically suppressed so that they have that control and ownership, um, and even going so far as, um, as you know, advanced microchip technology to... Uh, to keep them elevated in that in that high state um, as they're trying to externally reach the God status, which is impossible. And although this this obviously is not a is not a good thing overall, there are some good aspects to it. Well, one of the things that and when you understand it, when it's just linked up with the with the brain and the body, and that we are actually all co-creating our reality, and it's our state that's that's being co-created externally. Um, 
one of the things that happens with the hypothalamus, when it starts to get too far off, um, it's like it starts to attack itself. It's like your own body would start to attack itself, and, and we call that cancer. Um, and it's when the corruption inside the body gets so bad that cells start ganging up and, and hoarding all the nutrients and resources, and they start moving into a survival state of all they want to do is reproduce, which, which again, is all the characteristics of cancer. And that cancer will eventually destroy the entire whole body. Now, there's a, there's a mechanism inside the hypothalamus when uh, it starts to attack itself um, that the body tries to convert over back from a hypothalamus state back into a pineal gland state. And you'll notice that a lot of people who actually overcome their, uh, you know, their own cancer have a life awakening experience. They, they turn on. And a lot of people who go to doctors who do have cancer and all of a sudden get told, you know, you're terminal, you've got a few months to live or six months to live, uh, you know, and then they cut them up and burn them and, and so forth. Um, if they don't really believe in themselves and take those opportunities to open up to new, you know, new possibilities and look for people who are saying, you know what, you can heal yourself with cancer. You have to go within. You have to you have to rearrange, you have to reorganize that energy inside of yourself, and that's how you can overcome it. And when you hear people talk about that who have overcome cancer, a lot of them have completely changed their diet. They've quit their nine-to-five jobs and went and took on jobs that they actually loved. Um, they've moved out of cities that they've hated and didn't want to live there. They've left relationships that were destructive. You know, they've had these awakening moments, and when you get that awakening moment and you actually choose it, and not just choose it, but you take action on it, and you grab onto it and go for that ride, that awakening ride. Um, they heal themselves, and that's that's the really amazing thing about this time right now, and that's why there's so many people waking up, is because the hypothalamus or all these leaders are attacking their own planet. Um, they're doing it through advanced technologies. They're doing it through wars. You know, they're doing it through weather manipulation. They're doing it based off of greed and ownership and power and control. And because that hypothalamus or because that state is being generated in our external world, there's a whole bunch of us that are opening up spiritually because of that. And it's like the whole earth is going through this option of being able to move back into this pineal gland state and reset the balance on the earth and reset... Um, reset the openness where we're all equal and we don't have those same levels of control and manipulation happening. So this shift then is actually taking place within each of us, but also on the planet itself? Well, on May 20th, 2010, the shift actually happened. So so there was, there was actually, a... we're, get, we're coming up to our next break, and so I don't want you yep. to start that process now, but we will come back to you in a few seconds because I really want to have the listeners hear what happened on May the 20th. This is Peter Tongue for Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation. Taking you to the threshold of a dream and beyond. Seventh Wave Network. Dad, can I ask you something? Sure, what's up? Um, there's this girl I kind of like. Well, if there's one thing I know, it's women. Really? Well, they didn't call me velvet for nothing. I don't get it. Smooth. I was smooth. Oh. Anyway, it's easy. You just got to impress her. Show her how strong you are. Okay, but how? Just, I don't know, pick up a lot of heavy things around her. Like what? 
I don't know, desks, chairs, people. Grunt if you have to. Grunt? Yeah, be like, Ugh! try it. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> See, there you go. And you should dress up. Start wearing a shirt and tie. I'll look like a dork. No, you'll look successful. Okay. And finally, you can start using my cologne. <clears throat> the ladies love it, so don't be shy. Splash it on. Thanks, Dad. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. When you adopt a child from foster care, just being there makes all the difference. To find out how you can adopt, please visit our website at adoptuskids.org or call 1-888-200-4005. A public service announcement brought to you by Adopt US Kids, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, and the Ad Council. How do we walk our true spiritual path at a time when the Western world is fixated on material gain? More people are now recognizing the emptiness, which comes with this limited approach to life. There is another way. Four years ago, Peter Tung left his position as a high school principal with 30 years experience in the education system and turned to his true calling of a metaphysical life. He now uses his experience and wisdom to provide solutions to personal and organizational challenges. Peter offers corporate workshops and seminars, public meditations, radio interviews, healing sessions, and community visits to bring awareness of the new paradigm, the awakening to conscious co-creation. Visit petertongue.com today to register for events and to purchase his transformative visualization meditation CDs. You can also download the meditation CDs as MP3s if you wish for listening on your computer or on the go. These are available now at petertongue.com. Listening on a higher dimension. Seventh Wave Network. Listening to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with Peter Tong. If you have a question for Peter or comment on this series, please send an email to descendingdove at gmail.com. That's descendingdove at gmail.com. Now back to our program. Welcome back to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with your host, Peter Tong. Just before the break, Corey Herter was about to tell us about the event that took place on May 20th. Before he does, I just want to tell you that I was watching um, a YouTube that Corey did, a three-hour seminar, in fact, on May 25th, and just watching him, you could tell that he was really, really excited that he had all this information uh, tied up because he wasn't allowed to reveal it, and then was given permission after this event on May 20th to do so, and he was just really happy to let this information flow. So, Corey, tell us, tell us what happened on May 20th to change everything. Well, um... You know, in the visions I was showing about this whole awakening and the whole planet is, is changing and kind of waking up. And uh, so the main thing that they've been training me on is when this whole planet starts waking up and people are opening new senses, they're not going to understand. They're not going to understand them or how they're opening up. And so that's basically been my training for the last 16 years, has been developing the science and the models and the biological processes that happen inside the brain. We have predictable models for all the different types of uh, spiritual senses that are opening up. And, and not only that they're opening up, but also like specific techniques and things that you can do to actually activate the senses and turn on your brain. So a lot of that training was understanding vibration. And when a vibration uh, or when a body is exposed to vibration, 
there's a sequence of reactions that happen inside the brain and the body to basically integrate this vibration into into who you are so you become a living breathing example of this of this new vibration that you've been activated into and by opening yourself up into a new vibration a lot of people call that like you know being initiated um, into a higher level of energy or um, basically like some type of spiritual experience or spiritual vision that opens you up so that's kind of what my real training is and uh, so on May 20th, 2010, um, I knew it was coming. I just didn't know when it was going to happen um, because I was watching the hypothalamus attack itself, and I knew that the, the power was going to actually shift over to the, the uh, pineal gland for the whole planet. And I've been watching it, you know, like people kind of opening up all over the place, which is a representative or like an indication that people are changing to this pineal gland operating system. Even though it's a slower process, it's still happening. And on uh, May 20th, 2010, I watched the entire whole planet um, be recoded in this new vibration. And we basically, we call it love. Um, and love stands for laws of vibrational energy, and is, is kind of the model that I was taught or given um, in all these experiences um, to help understand that. But it's, it's basically a planet that's based off or is now wired with love or the laws of vibrational energy. So... Um, it was basically that the whole shift was that the whole planet just all of a sudden switched over to a pineal gland operating system. Now, we've been kind of watching some of the changes happen with people who've opened themselves up already a lot. Um, some of the more advanced people that I know, um, even before they watched my webinar, or even before I talked to them about this shift that happened, they're like, hey, man, like, what's going on? Everything's changed since, like, the third week of May. You know, my whole life has changed when all this energy's hitting and it feels like, it feels like I'm home. It's really weird. And uh, a lot of people will say who are really tuned in, who are always like, you know, Earth isn't my home. It's just not my place anymore. All of a sudden they're going, it's weird because I feel like I'm home again. <laughs> but these are the same people who are living in this pineal gland operating system because they were the ones who had woken up. And you can actually feel the difference in the actual, like, fabric of space here um, that that underlying programming is, has been changed over, which is pretty interesting. Um, they taught me that um, there's like a wave that it gets to really integrate into everybody's system, which um, they gave me like measurements and that speed for how fast these waves hit, which ended up being um, the first phase of, of this integration is, is I think in February is when it completes itself. So it was around an actual like nine month phase, which was really cool because I was like, oh my God, well, it's nine months to birth. So I got pretty excited about that. Yeah, yeah. And that fits in, I guess, with the Mayan calendar too, the, t the 260 days of the Mayan calendar. That's, that's also that birthing period. Oh, yeah. Well, that's what I've been learning since. Since this thing switched over, it's like everything's been downloading about these Mayan calendars. And, uh, you know, I knew about the Mayan calendar before, but all my math all of a sudden linked up into the Mayan calendar. And one of the symbols that I was given, um, which looks almost identical to the Kabbalah, um, except it has two extra shockers, it has two extra circles in there. And when you add these two extra circles, it starts showing DNA strands, it, it ends up linking up into 23 chromosomes in our genetic code and um, the English alphabet, but also the, the Hebrew alphabet. And uh, all of a sudden, they showed me how the whole Mayan calendar is actually built into this symbol as well. And I was, like, freaking out. <laughs> it's amazing how it all fits together, isn't it, when you get, the, that, get that expansion of awareness. 
Yeah, and I'm, I mean, I'm still learning how to like explain some of the Mayan calendar stuff and how it, how it links in with the tree. I understand it, but to find words to explain it is a totally different story. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. another thing. It must be having had the, the these visions and awarenesses and expansions to actually put that into uh, words that we understand must have always been a bit of a challenge for you. Um, yeah, I, you know, I was actually trained for about four years on how to do that. Um, and to develop the language and vocabulary, and it all comes down to sacred geometry. And the reason why sacred geometry is because geometry is a universal language. Um, you can't argue a shape. And when you start linking shapes together and show processes that shapes create, um, I mean, you can show how a pyramid with a capstone and understanding how a pyramid works creates an actual flower, or how it creates your eyeball, or how it creates your heart, or your joints and your bones and your muscles. Um, you can see your entire anatomy actually built off some of these laws of, of geometry, which is, which are all pretty interesting. <laughs> yeah, I just want to go back to, back to the May twentieth um, concept or idea or, or reality. Uh, so, so those people who are operating on the, the the old hypothalamus system and are not yet ready to make the shift to the pineal, and the planet has already made that shift. How is that going to impact them? Do you know? Um, well, it's really not about whether they're ready to or not. Um, once those vibrations hit the body, the body takes those vibrations and starts extracting them out. So it can't, they can't help it. It's basically a process. Once it happens, it's irreversible. So, th- so this shift then is, is inevitable for everybody? Yeah. Yeah, and, and actually that's some of the stuff like with, uh, with the Sacred G technology, which was one of the things that brought my memory back. Um, after 14 years of losing it from the car accident, um, one of the things that I could do with this technology was basically put it underneath people's beds and it would start feeding them this type, same vibration. And it would turn on their system so we could actually start picking and choosing who we could wake up, which um, you know was awesome for me because I was opening up and nobody around me was. And so I could load them up with this technology and next thing you know, their brain's starting to open up. They're starting to question reality, you know. The next thing you know, they start getting these spiritual senses, and they don't know who to talk to. And all of a sudden, I'm like, "Dude, I know exactly what you're talking about." <laughs> so, so you've just made a pretty incredible statement there. So, you can put this sacred tree technology under their bed. What, how does that work? Yeah, uh, well, it basically just shoots vibrations up into their body and into their cells. And what's really interesting is, for about two, uh, a lot of people, for two to three days, the toss and turn on, the, on when you put these these posters, right? Because that's all they are, just posters with sacred geometry on them. But it's oh, so, so, so the actual technology itself uh, is uh, yeah. posters with sacred geometry embedded on. In. Yeah, and so and it's mathematics that have been compressed down from three dimensional like sacred geometry down into two dimensional sacred geometry, and they still generate all these vibrational waves. So when people start sleeping on them, you know, after it takes a couple days, but what starts to happen, they toss and turn the first few days. And there's a whole battle going on that's inside their cells that they're not even really aware of. And their hypothalamus, which is regulating all body chemistry. And the way the hypothalamus regulates body chemistry is it tries to make all cells the same. It's kind of like our society tries to put us all in a little box and say, well, we are all the same. You all have the same circumstances. And they create these generic laws to try and govern and control all of us. Well, your hypothalamus runs your body the exact same way. So all of a sudden, you start sleeping on this technology and you turn your cells on. And now all of a sudden, you've got a trillion cells in your body that are turning on by themselves. And 
they're activated. They become independent, but at the same time, they also start functioning as a collective. And they start working together. And the hypothalamus, um, because your cells change their operating system, they start producing different types of compounds. They change the, the types of proteins that are being produced. And your body chemistry changes. And so when your body chemistry changes, your hypothalamus picks it up and it says, no, 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 what are you trying to do? And it tries to herd a trillion cells back into this little box. But you can't close the box once it's been opened up, you know? And so that's the actual battle. That's why you toss and turn is because your cells are changing one way because you're sleeping on the technology. And then your hypothalamus is saying, no, 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 get back in your box. Don't move. Don't think for yourself. Any of that, you know, it's like hurting them all together. And, uh, you know, after about two to three days, the hypothalamus finally surrenders. Like it gives up. It, it becomes exhausted because it can't fight it anymore. And that's, you know, the same time when we, like, face addictions or when we make any type of change in our life, it's like our body resists and fights against it until the resistance is so much that it's easier to change than it is not to change. Yeah. Well, and so... <laughs> pretty that's, stuff. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean... I just feel so blessed because I understand this math and these processes and I can see, you know, what's happening visibly. And, uh, but that's what happened in the whole world was the whole world all of a sudden now just took on this vibration. And so cells are opening up whether they like to or not. And, you know, people's, you know, everybody's going to still open at different rates because some people's bodies are locked down further than others. Um, some people's bodies aren't as healthy as others. Some people haven't done as much self-development or kind of opened up their consciousness as much. So we still kind of have a fluctuation that way, but the whole world has completely shifted. Now, there's um, there's cosmic laws for um, all of our family. I, when I say family, I mean like uh, what people call like extraterrestrials, which are all other different types of bodies. And, you know, people on the planet try and group them down to about 10 or 12 different types of extraterrestrial races. But when you get out there, you'll find that there's millions of them, um, more than what you could ever possibly classify. <laughs> Part of actually classifying um, everything that's out in space are all these other alien types and giving them all labels. And this is what this group does and this is what that group does um, is the same way that the hypothalamus tries to control everything. It tries to reduce it down and turn it into a little mechanical machine that you can see and easily control so you don't become overwhelmed, so that it doesn't become magical or mystical. It reduces it down to a mechanical machine. And, but one of, the, one of the agreements is when somebody's in a survival state, they can't open themselves up. Like, uh, they can't have higher help come in while they're in a survival state. Corey, we're just going to have to go to our final break at this point, so I do want you to finish this discussion off when we come back. This is Peter Tung for Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation. Taking you to the threshold of a dream and beyond. Seventh Wave Network. Walk our true spiritual path at a time when the Western world is fixated on material gain? More people are now recognizing the emptiness, which comes with this limited approach to life. There is another way. 
Four years ago, Peter Tong left his position as a high school principal with 30 years experience in the education system and turned to his true calling of a metaphysical life. He now uses his experience and wisdom to provide solutions to personal and organizational challenges. Peter offers corporate workshops and seminars, public meditations, radio interviews, healing sessions, and community visits to bring awareness of the new paradigm, the awakening to conscious co-creation. Visit petertongue.com today to register for events and to purchase his transformative visualization meditation CDs. You can also download the meditation CDs as MP3s if you wish for listening on your computer or on the go. These are available now at petertongue.com. When you have a stroke, you may not even notice it right away. But then, time passes, and the symptoms get worse. One minute you feel fine, and the next, your speech could be slurred or not make sense. One side of your body might become numb. You might see double. You drop the TV remote because you can't hold up your arm. That's because, after a stroke, every minute you don't get help... is another minute that your brain is being starved of oxygen. The warning signs of a stroke include sudden numbness or weakness of the face, arm, or leg, sudden trouble seeing, speaking, or understanding. If you experience any of these warning signs, call 911 immediately, because time lost is brain lost. Visit strokeassociation.org or call 1-888-4-STROKE today. A public service announcement from the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council. Be extraordinary. Seventh Wave Network. Listening to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with Peter Tong. If you have a question for Peter or comment on this series, please send an email to descendingdove at gmail.com. That's descendingdove at gmail.com. Now back to our program. Welcome back to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with your host, Peter Tong, and I'm having a fascinating discussion today with Corey Herter. I think, Corey, you, you just cut out just before the break there. You were talking about people who are, are closed up having greater difficulty uh, connecting across to the pineal gland. Just, just talk a bit more about that again. Well, uh, uh, one, of the, one of the parts of the actual like, hypothalamus in the pineal gland, when people are locked down and running in that hypothalamus state, uh, it's a survival state. And anybody who's opened up in that pineal gland doesn't really have authorization to go there and try and wake them up. Um, it's why a lot of us, like energy healers and light workers, you know, have tried to open up people around us, but it just hasn't worked. And in fact, it's kind of backfired because it's, it's against, like, it's against the law. And you have to leave people when they're in that survival state. You, you can't, you can't talk about higher things. And when that, when that shift happened, May 20th, 2010, um, everything changed because the whole planet came out of that survival state. It came out of that hypothalamus state and back into the pineal gland. And so that's kind of what has actually given me the, the capability to now start talking about all this stuff that I was taught and, uh, and helping people learn how to turn their bodies on, 
which is basically kind of building that light body that they probably heard of. So that leads me to a critical question for you, and that is having this technology and understanding what's happening uh, probably better than most people in the world, what are, you, what are you planning to do? How are you planning to connect with people and get the information out? What, what, what's your plan for the next little while? Well, this is, I think this is the part where it gets fun for me because for like 16 years I, I haven't been able to really speak and keep everything on a down low. And, uh, I mean, now we're, uh, we're kind of getting told to go do a, a world tour. So that's what we're just getting set up for right now. So we're going to do a world tour, go around, and, and kind of just wake, let people know what's happening and this shift and kind of start opening them up. Um, uh, one of the other things that we've developed um, over the last year is something called the Love University, which is uh, there are five different types of energy activations which turn on the body. Um, it teaches, it trains your brain on how to process your memory, so it frees up all that extra energy from uh, from past memories, and it frees up all those charges, and it really helps people to really move into this this pineal gland state a lot faster. And you know, I talked to, I just mentioned that there's a body called the light body, and the light body is they call it a light body because it's a new body that runs off laws of light, rather than body than chemistry, um, which is the hypothalamus. So we have the Love University, which is basically to train everybody up, and, and those are all the systems that I was taught from the other side and from all these higher states with, with how to turn the body on. So it's really nice to be able to actually train people and to do the energy work that I do, um, and that goes from anything of like clearing out every single possible charge you can think of um, from your past life, from past memories, um, but also really fun things like, um, like rebuilding your face structure, um, being able to shift bone structure, muscles, um, you know, if you want to raise your cheekbones up an inch, you know, or whatever it is that you want to do with your actual face. So part of actually building the light body is building your own body into the image that you that you want it to. And so we kind of call that energetic love lift, you know. <laughs> and so there's, um, a, so there's also an, an anti-aging process to this too, from what you've been saying. Oh yeah, well the number one reason why we age is because our body runs out of energy to be able to operate itself. But that energy is just stored in charges, in memories from your past. So we've got, we've got techniques to go in, clear memories from yourself, how to clear from other people, um, and then also how to clear whole sequences or patterns of memories. Um, so a pattern is usually made up of, you know, thousands or even millions of different memories all playing out that same pattern. So we've got techniques for that as well, techniques to uh, clear out all the charge from all your pressure points that your body all of a sudden starts to feel like it's floating, it feels light again. Um, and then we've got light body activations, which focuses into act- activating specific senses. And, uh, I mean, that's, that's just really cool, being able to turn on your eyes, being able to be able to start hearing, feeling what other people are feeling. You know, a lot of the spiritual senses that people around the world have been opening up to, but we've got systems mapped out for how to turn all of them on, um, which is really exciting. <laughs> Absolutely. So how are, you, how are you envisioning the on your world tour? How are you envisioning the sort of workshops or gatherings you're going to have? What how long will they be? And do you have that organized yet? Uh, yeah, we got a bunch of evening. We got evening workshops, and then we have weekend workshops. The Love University is an actual online um, one year course with about a 400 hour um, curriculum and practicum that you so you can basically do that online. And then uh, doing all the workshops and everything in person is kind of like supplement that as well as to uh, to do the final certifications as well. And you can learn more about that by going to loveactivationtour.com. Um, and that's kind of our main hub for, for our whole tour. 
Um, and if you'd like to learn more about sacred G technology, because the technology is such a crucial part of turning the body on and awakening it and giving you the energy you need to turn it on, um, you can go check out our new website called that sacred G. Dot com so sacred s a c r e d and then g is in geometry dot com and uh, this is a really cool website as well. Right, and Corey, if anybody would like to host you in a particular center anywhere in the world, how, how should they contact you? Oh, that'd be amazing. Um, the best way to contact us would be through our website, loveactivationtour dot com. Okay, um, that definitely be the best way to set everything up. Fantastic. Well, Corey, we've come to the end of the show. It's gone really quickly, but I really appreciate the incredible wisdom that you have and, and the, the turmoil that you've gone through in your personal life to help assist us all now. I, I really appreciate this time spent with you today. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you. Well, that's a bit of a whirlwind, <laughs> whirlwind trip through the, uh, the hypothalamus and the pineal, but it really gives uh, a wonderful perspective of uh, what's actually going on in the world and how we're on the right path and we are all awakening to this beautiful time in the future on planet Earth. Next week, my guest will be Barbara Hand Clow, who has a wonderful understanding of the Mayan calendar and astrology and how it all fits together through the nine dimensions. And it will be a, another very, very insightful uh, look at what is happening in the world today with Barbara. So I hope you'll tune in then. Thank you for listening to today's show. Um, I really appreciate your involvement. Please do visit my website, www.petertongue.com. Please uh, follow us on Twitter and Facebook. And uh, I hope you have a wonderful week. This is Peter Tongue for Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation. found this week's show to be enlightening and inspiring. Please join host Peter Tung for another edition of Awakening to Conscious Creation next Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time on 7th Wave Network.